0: This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed.
1: If you're not offering any type of medical or additional benefits, Um, you're gonna lose out in the candidate market because 93% of respondents offer offer medical insurance, 91% offer retirement, and 86% offered life insurance.
0: That's Candace Wentling of Certified Action talking about the new WQA Business Operations Report at the Mid-Year Leadership Conference in September. And welcome to WQA Radio, where we bring you news and insights about the water treatment industry and promote the betterment of water quality around the world. Find us at our website, wqa.org, on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is episode number 234. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss a show. That is the magic of podcasting. Also, if you wouldn't mind, uh, go on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review, and that'll help us grow the audience. We're publishing this on September 29th of 2021. In this episode, Candace Wentling and Amanda Krangel with Lamplight Digital Media dive into the new Business Operations Report at WQA. It's designed to give dealers valuable insights into the way they run their business. Candace and Amanda will discuss ways to compare your sales, wages, benefits, and marketing efforts with others in the industry and how this new report can help set you apart from the competition. Later, we'll have our WQA tip. Now on to Candace Wentling and Amanda Krangle, a portion of their presentation at the WQA Midyear Leadership Conference on WQA Radio.
1: Lots of fun. Amanda and I were brought in on this just to kind of give like an unbiased, just objective view to kind of look at some of this data and point out a couple things in a short 10-15 minutes that we could relay back to you for a couple of reasons. One, with any time, I've heard this takes a while to do. Does it? Anybody in here did it? Took a while? Yes. Um, We want to get you the value from it but also how it applies to you and how it can kind of prepare us as we move forward in our education and the services and values that WQA provides. A little bit about it, just when you see these results, um, and we're not covering anything that's like, Huge. Like, I don't think anything's really going to stand out to you that you didn't already know. However, I do think it'll give you an idea of what the majority of dealers are doing and some of the results that we're seeing. But what I would need you to understand is how this is reported is in percentiles. And in that way, what it means is if you see the 25th percentile, it means that 25% or less of those dealers fall into that category, and so on and so forth to 50% and 75%. So if you see the 75% number, it just means that 75% of dealers are at that number or below, okay? Pretty simple, but I just wanted to point that out. So if you log in to get your results, What's really cool about it is it'll show you where you fall within those percentiles. So you can kind of see if you're falling in the average or maybe on the lower end, the higher end. Um, I think you can use that for you know your forecasting and things of that nature. However, some of the things that I wanted to kind of point out that stood out to me when I took a look at the report really, I was really focused on personnel. You know, with all the staffing issues and all the things that we're experiencing with staff, I'm like maybe we can get a good view in our short time together today based on some of the things that stood out that dealers are doing. All right, um, and I think. It, I think this would be most utilized in a differentiation standpoint, right? Because that's what we have to do in a candidate market—is we have to be able to differentiate ourselves in order to gain or keep people. This was really fun for me. So um, one of the questions just asked, like, how many staff do you have, right? And some of the feedback we got from some of our training circum- uh, training tracks that we've done in the past is. I don't know if this is really targeted to small dealers, you know, there's these huge companies out there where they have 300 and some employees. I don't think we can be measured the same way, you know, as we are in a small dealership. But was really interesting that 75% or less of the businesses that reported into that, which was over 100 businesses, had 20 employees or less. So I just, that stood out to me. like. Even though there might be larger organizations, they're still operating as many small organizations. Okay, so I think that's important to recognize that. I think we can still use that data in order to use it for your own dealership. This, I think, um, I wanted to show this because this is not built into percentiles. These are just data numbers that were given. Uh, the reason I wanted to put this up here is if you're not offering any type of medical or additional benefits, um, you're gonna lose out in the candidate market because 93% of respondents offer, offer medical insurance, 91% offer retirement, and 86% offered life insurance. Now, I didn't divvy this down by how much you know they're contributing to each of those things. I just wanted to look at who is doing it. And so you have an idea, if that isn't something that you're doing, that might be a possible way you may not be able to get the talent that you're looking for. It's interesting because when I put this together um, on Facebook, I saw that this question had come up. And I think this is where we might spend a couple more minutes. So up here, this is the install service pay rates for 2019. And what I did is I took each category and then did the min, max, and average. Okay, so the minimum they're paying is 15, the max they're paying is 25, and the median there is $19.54 an hour. That's 25% or less of companies that are paying within that range. If you jump up to the 50%, okay, remember 50% or less, their starting wages are at $16.76 an hour, the max in that group is $29 an hour, and the median there is $21 an hour. And then last, 75% of the dealer respondents are paying between $18.91 up to $32.97 with a median of $22.55, okay? And this is again for install and service. Again, I think how we can use this data is several ways. One, you guys are all business owners. You know how to take data and reflect on it and see where you fall um, and how you could use that. Additionally, I think it's a differentiation. What I would deduce from this is 2019 numbers is before all this mess has been going on. So in my mind, if you were kind of falling in these numbers or below these numbers, I would probably guess that these numbers are higher now. Okay, To be competitive, people have had to raise their rates, or benefits, or you know, uh, a matter of both. So I really would encourage you to reflect on maybe what you're paying your staff, and I don't know if it maybe is a- a- increasing their hourly wage, or just bonuses, and something along those lines. We've gotta get up to within this range if you wanna be able to differentiate yourself or fall within these average numbers. Okay, I'm gonna give it over to Amanda, and then uh, we'll wrap up.
2: All right, so the next few slides, we're gonna talk about how to use this data to stand out against your competition. So coming from a marketing perspective, how can we take a look at the information that's provided here and see areas that we can leverage to communicate our value better, uh, both to new prospects uh, as well as to our existing customers. Uh, Next slide, please. So this was really fun to look at uh, because this has been a hot topic the last few days. And I think it's been talked about quite a bit. So this just kind of puts it in a nice visual package for you. We have uh, on the left side certified or licensed installers. So this actually means that they might hold any type of a certification or license. This is not necessarily just through the Water Quality Association. And as you can see, uh, 48% of survey participants, their installers are licensed or certified. So I would also say that you could probably take that and extrapolate that the people who are taking this survey are WQA members. And if you were to look at all of the other water treatment companies out there that are not members, this number becomes much, much larger of those who are not licensed um, or certified. And so that just lends so much credibility to this organization and what it's doing to help people become certified and uh, go through that code of ethics. So um, number one, you know, if you don't have certified people on your team, this is a great way to uh, use that as a differentiator for your business because you already know just based on this data, it's really gonna help you stand out. And if you are certified um, and licensed and or licensed, Uh, You know, use that in your marketing because it's likely, even if other companies are licensed and certified, it's likely they're not explaining the value of that well to the general public uh, with their marketing materials when they're in the home describing their certifications and the process that they had to go through to get those. And then on the right side is uh, the WQA uh, certifications. We show that 76% um, of uh, participants in this survey do not have certified employees through the WQA our member yeah, membership altogether. Okay. That is all together, not just from the survey. So again, just a great way to use that to differentiate yourself um, against the competition. And if you are, to talk to your marketing partners internally, uh, talk to your staff and use that at every touch point with your customers to explain the value of what that means. And you know just as a side note in talking about you know the Tiger team and, and um, sharing the value of the WQA and getting the word out there, uh, you guys are all the boots on the ground, right? And if you can uh, figure out a way to better communicate the value in this at the local level, uh, with your marketing, when you're in the home, um, and even when you're doing your follow-ups with service, um, filter changes, whatever that might be, you know, that's a great way to kind of have an organic, uh, guerrilla approach to getting the word out there. Next slide. All right, this one is also really fun and something I am very passionate about. So uh, as you can see here, this talks about post-installation follow-ups. So that would mean that uh, after you installed a system, you either called the person and went through a process of finding out how that went for them, um, or you actually went to their home and did an interview with them after that. And 69% of survey participants don't offer that type of service or don't have that process in their business. So again, this is just a great way to use this data to say, wow, you know, I should be doing that because a lot of my competitors are not. And again, this is the cream of the crop. Those who you know, take this survey are already committed to this industry, they're, they're excited about growing their business, and so if you can imagine all of those out there that are also not doing that, this number, again, probably becomes much larger of those who are not. So um, not only does that help you as far as uh, you know, developing that rapport with your customer that you truly care enough to have a face-to-face or over-the-phone conversation with them about their experience, uh, but it also allows you to have an opportunity to generate referrals and reviews, which is a big part of uh, how you appear online and the trust that you build within your community. On the right side, we have post-service surveys. And those are another way that you can, again, just show people that you really care. And uh, in the dealership that I worked in, we would, of course, it's impossible to call every single person you do service with back, but what we would do is spot check. So we would randomly select uh, service calls a few times a week, and we would have conversations with those folks and ask them a series of questions and use that to optimize our business and the results there. So just, again, another way that you can improve the value of your business Um, And, you know, the, the idea of a strong brand is it's the aggregate experience of your value proposition. And your value proposition are your promises to your customer. So your brand is directly dependent on how well you execute the promises that you make to them. And these are just two easy and wonderful ways to do that with them while also using that data to optimize your business.
0: The entire presentation from Amanda and Candace is available to attendees of the Mid-Year Leadership Conference, which was held in Oak Brook, Illinois. If you'd like more information about the Business Operations Report, go to wqa.org slash bizops. It is a free benefit for WQA members. If you'd like more information about WQA membership, go to wqa.org slash membership. And now our WQA tip. We know it's been tough to hire the workforce you need, especially for dealers. That's why we have our WQA Career Center, where you can post a job and look for that next wave of talent. With the WQA Career Center, you can get the same state of the art services that you would get with commercial job boards and more. Plus, WQA is a member of the Engineering and Science Career Network, so your job posts reach a much wider audience. Go to wqa.org careers to get started. And remember, WQA member companies get a member discount. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at WQA.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.